this is community. Us now. If you're being prayed for, just keep being prayed for. <laughs> if you're feeling led to pray for someone else, continue to do that. Because God intends us to be a true community. And, and community is very different for believers than the meaning of the word outside of the family of God. It's important that we recognize that God wants to create community in us and among us. And for us to live out the kind of experience we have as we've been in his presence together this morning. I realize some of you will be listening to this later or watching this later and I don't want you to hear this in any way as criticism or uh, judgment, but we missed you. <laughs> and we want you to be able to taste with us <laughs> what we've been tasting together. And those of you who are here in this room, I, as I was just on the floor earlier, just looking into the eyes of Jesus, I was thinking of folks who I wish had been here to be touched by the Spirit in that moment. So I'd encourage you also to reach out to others and say, there is community with God and you are part of it. And we would love you to participate, to join in, to be a part of that communal experience together. Our kind of theme that we're really focused into in these weeks is being connected, healthy, and fruitful. And it's all out of John 15. So why don't you turn there with me for a second. Let's dig into this just a little more and talk about community for a few minutes. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every vine needs a vine dresser a vine that doesn't have a vine dresser is a wild vine has anybody ever seen a wild grapevine? You see what the fruit is like on a wild grapevine? It's kind of bitty bitty and it's usually kind of about five feet, ten feet out of reach. And actually it might be good for birds but that's about it. Because it doesn't have a vine dresser. And I would say that probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my life is that I need a vine dresser. That I need a father. I need to be pruned. I need to be trimmed. I need to be trained. I need to be able to become more fruitful. And my father is the vine dresser. 
be kind of scary if my master was the vine dresser, or my critic was the vine dresser, or my enemy was the vine dresser, but they're not. My father is the vine dresser. He's not just my father, he's your father. And I'd encourage you right now, just take a breath and with that breath, recognize that he's your father. And in love, he's your vine dresser. Jesus goes on to say, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. So you and I have a father who's a vine dresser, and we have a brother who's our vine. when it says abide if I could crystallize that word <laughs> isn't it wonderful to be part of the family of God so you can coin things like that we all know what crystal does with words right I'm gonna crystallize that word God knew what he was doing when he named you didn't he I'm sure she's got far more than I got, but time is limited, so just going to get my Reader's Digest version. It means to remain. Say that with me. Remain. Can you feel the constancy in that word? Remain. And to stay. And to continue and to persevere and to dwell. I love my home. I love to come in and open the door Many of you have been there, you know just what an amazing job Jane has done to make it a haven of peace and welcome and rest. It's where I live. It's where I abide. It's where I rest. But so much more is the vine in which I am a branch. And I do the same in Jesus. And so do all of you. We abide, we remain, we continue, we stay, we dwell. Mm. 
It's what you were made for. That's why I love the sense of his presence we've enjoyed together as John and Jane have led us this morning. This is where you belong. Not in this room. That's only a short period of time each week. But in his presence. somehow increases and goes deeper when we get together like this but then we carry that presence in all of our interactions with him and with each other through the week I am the vine you are the branches Jesus says whoever abides in me and I in him It is he that bears much fruit. See, I love to think about plugging into Jesus and staying there. But if you read that again, Jesus loves to plug into you and stay there too. Whoever abides in me and I in her and him for the men in the room but just say it differently so it strikes home Jesus loves to open the door and come in when you leave it unlocked for him (laughs) Jesus loves to come in and just dwell abide rest continue in you. And you bear much fruit. What fruit does a vine bear? That's not a trick question. Don't look blank at me. What fruit does a vine bear? Grapes. What fruit does a peach tree bear? Peaches. What fruit does an apple tree bear? Apples. It's really quite simple, isn't it? You look at the plant, you can tell what the fruit will be. (laughs) If you're tempted to try and make it difficult, don't. to that and what she said earlier didn't she the fruit comes because we're abiding and because he's abiding and it's fruit that looks like Jesus what does looking like Jesus look like (laughs) if that's not too many questions in one question Mark chapter 1 verse 15 is what Jesus looks like. Jesus said, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. It's always time to invite people into the kingdom and to show them the kingdom's right here. 
That's what Jesus' grapes look like. You and I get to do what Jesus does. The kingdom of God is at hand. Here it is. Do you know where at hand is? It's at the end of your arm. It's that close. In fact, you could bring the kingdom of God to someone close to you right now just by going. The kingdom of God is at hand. Here's my hand. Here's the kingdom of God. Now do it like Jesus. The kingdom of God doesn't come like this. It comes like this. The fruit looks like Jesus. So what does it mean that my father is the vine dresser who prunes the fruitful branches to make them more fruitful? It means that he removes unnecessary effort. Let that sink in for a second. That's what pruning is. Some of us have been taught that pruning is that God looks at my life and he sees all the things that are wrong and he says, stop it. <laughs> That's not pruning. <laughs> pruning for a vine is to remove all of the extra effort that the vine is putting in so that the energy goes into the fruit. Because a vine left to itself, and this is why a wild vine isn't fruitful, a vine left to itself puts on all kinds of leaves and branches and tendrils and spreads everywhere. I know that feeling. I've done it many times. It's the kind of stuff that Martha was doing when Jesus came to visit. <laughs> Now don't be too hard on Martha. She was serving and that's precious to God and God didn't condemn her for it. He just said, you don't need to do all of that, Martha. You just need to do one thing. Just one thing is necessary and one of the ways you could translate that would be, Martha, you're trying to produce Thanksgiving dinner but I could do with just a sandwich. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to try softer not harder. He said that Mary has chosen the good portion. <laughs> that means the biggest slice of pie. <laughs> the nicest piece, not the first piece out. You know when you cut a pie? The first piece is never really the good portion, is it? It's the bit that kind of goes on the plate and you kind of tuck it away and hope that no one will notice and then the rest of the slices come out okay. <laughs> but he says, Mary's chosen the good portion, the portion that listens to Jesus. While Martha was trying to listen to Jesus and do all the other things that she'd been taught that would add value to her efforts.
if I'm doing things, if my actions are to earn relationship, they're not going to be fruitful. But actions that are immersed in relationship are always fruitful. Jesus says, my father is the vine dresser. And every branch that's already bearing fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So abide in my love, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. You've probably read that thousands of times. But have you ever let it sink in what it really looks like? How does Father love Jesus? They've been loving each other for all eternity and will love each other for all eternity. It's so powerful. And Jesus says, just as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And abide in my love. The Greek word is agape. And it's not a feeling particularly. You know, we, we, we've lost the sense of what love really is, haven't we? <laughs> I love ice cream. It's not that kind of love. <laughs> it's okay to love ice cream, by the way. But it's not that kind of love. This is the kind of love that so loved that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish come unraveled, be wasted, but have eternal life with him. Love is action. Love is abiding. Love is persevering and remaining. And it's not love that can be earned. We call it unconditional love. In other words, there's no conditions to meet to receive this love. So when Jesus says, abide in my agape, it's a gift. In fact, agape is love that flows from the nature of the lover, giving life to the beloved. It's given from abundance to impart abundance. That's why abiding in him makes us fruitful. And it's so foreign to us in our human experience that it has to be a supernatural impartation. Which is why it's so valuable for us to gather and to worship and to say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, would you come more in my life? Holy Spirit, come and make me more like Jesus. in John 14, just the previous chapter in verse 18, Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will not leave you orphans. 
I will come to you. See, community only really happens when we experience the Father loving us. And then we share that love with one another. That's what makes us a true kingdom community. Is experiencing Father. Because we're not a community centre where you pay your membership and go and take advantage of your benefits when you want to. (laughs) We're a community of children of one Father. That's why those of you who couldn't be with us today, you're missed. (laughs) Because you add something of that sense of Father's presence when we're together. We have one Father. We have one brother. We're one family. Your identity as a son or a daughter who is dearly loved is what makes you part of community. It's your identity this morning to be a child of God. And his purpose in you being his child is that you become a father to others. Or a mother (laughs) for the ladies. You see, Paul said to the Corinthians, this is chapter 4 of 1 Corinthians, though you have countless guides in Christ, you know, people with blogs and TV shows and pulpits and big churches and whatever. You have countless guides in Christ where you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel and I urge you then be imitators of me. So although I've emphasized so much about our abiding in him, and him abiding in us. There is a reaching out component to that where we give what we've received to those around us. Which is why it was so beautiful to see ministry already happening in our worship time. And it's why we always wrap up our time together with the opportunity to minister to one another. Paul says, copy me, mimic me. Literally, that's the Greek word, it's mimeo. (laughs) Be imitators of me. Watch what I do, do what I do, because I'm watching Jesus and doing what he does, and he's watching the Father and doing what he does. (laughs) God wants us to be what we are, a community that's rooted in Jesus. And the fruit we bear is kingdom fruit. And just like Jesus, you have the anointing and the empowering to say the kingdom of God is at hand. So let's abide 
just practice it for a second and then let's announce to one another the kingdom of God is at hand so if you would please could you just put a hand on your heart to kind of signify I'm abiding in you the vine Jesus <laughs> and you are abiding in me Jesus you coming right through my hand and into my heart pouring your abundant life into me I'm leaning into you and you're leaning into me and I choose to be still in that place for a moment now I refuse to chase after all of the other activity to you as you say to me just one thing is needed just focus on me hear my voice receive my life as we do this and it's for a purpose because from that place of rest I commission you to bear fruit and the fruit looks just like Jesus who walked with the Father into all kinds of places where the Father was going he said things like the kingdom of God is right here in reach at hand why don't you turn around the direction of your life and walk with me in step with the Father let your heart believe it let your life display it so I commission you now to bring the kingdom to those at hand and I suggest you practice on the person nearest to you and speak something of life to them it might be a prophetic word it might be a word of healing it might be who knows whatever God wants to do but practice on the person next to you for a couple of minutes and then go out and do it to the next person you meet and the next person and the next person till you end up seeing people healed in the grocery store or saved in the in the workplace or whatever maybe even your neighbors <laughs> or your family or whoever it is you would just demonstrate what Jesus is like to them practice on the person next to you because God is all over this his purpose is for us to be a community a bit like the community in the cave of Adullam. You remember that where David escaped <laughs> and God brought to him all those, well, they looked like losers in Saul's kingdom, but they just didn't want all that stuff. They wanted the real. And God turned them into a mighty army. He's doing it here too. So bless one another.
kingdom of God is at hand. Here's my hand. Kingdom of God for you. Do it now. God bless you. We'll see you back here next week. Oh, Sister's Closet posters will be passed around. And remember, we have the tent meetings at the Travellers Chapel this week as well. Details are in the email. You can read them there.